much for joining us today on episode number 183 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking all about strength training for runners. So we get these questions all the time, especially since I'm a physical therapist. So today we're talking about what is the point of strength training? You either love it or you hate it. Which camp do you fall into? How important is it? We'll get into all of that today. This is the Real Life Runners podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so it's all about the strength training today, your favorite topic. Yeah, so I just knocked out like three sets of push-ups there. I'm ready to go now. I still didn't see them. They're mystery push-ups. I think that you're like Invisible Man when you do your push-ups. I was wearing a giant reflective vest this morning while doing my push-ups, so it was like the opposite of Invisible Man. Are you still doing them in our tiny bathroom? (laughs) No, this morning I actually did them in the living room right after I finished running. I was going to do them outside on the driveway like I did them yesterday. Too cold. But it was way too cold because it was like a bitter 50 yeah, i think but the wind with know, the wind it felt like it was in the low 40s yeah, i know we give so much props to you winter runners out there that are running in the snow and the ice and the 20s and the 10s and the teens and 30s man Y'all are rock stars. Yeah, it's fantastic. I like. I'm completely Florida wimpy runner, and I, I massively overdressed today. I put on <laughs> sleeves, and oh, I'm par- yeah. I'm halfway through the run, going sleeves was a bad idea, a oh. really bad choice. Oh, so you know, it's like it seems like this might be that one week of the year where we, we drop down into the 40s here in Florida. It's usually a week in February. We yes. get a, a couple of days of 40s. Looks like we're there. Hooray. Hooray. Just in time for my birthday. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. My birthday is this weekend. So anywho, enough of that. We're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is strength training for my birthday week. Excellent. <laughs> so, all right. So strength training is definitely one of my favorite topics to talk about. For those of you that don't know, maybe this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. I am a physical therapist. I have my doctorate in physical therapy. So it has been my career, my profession over the last 15 years to educate people and strengthen people to help them fix and correct muscle imbalances and muscle weaknesses in the body. And when I get to apply that to runners, it just makes me so, so happy. I especially like when you apply it to me and make the injuries and the pain go away. It's true, right? And and that's, those of you that know our story, we've talked about this before, how basically Kevin was plagued with chronic knee issues in college, right? Yes. Um, and after college too, a little bit, right? A, a little bit. But it mostly would fla- in college. Right, but it would flare up in college. In college, I was running at, at like the D1 level. After college, I was running because I felt like still running. So mm-hmm. anytime that I would like ramp up my my volume my intensity then the knee would flare up and be like hey remember me I still hurt yeah and so when I went into PT school um, after obviously we graduated from college and started learning all these things about muscle imbalances then I had a perfect subject to test everything out on which was fantastic (laughs) yeah so basically what Kevin likes to talk about is how I fixed his knee pain by strengthening his hips. So I put a ring on it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Just in case you have any aches and pains come up, is that that's yeah, where it comes from? That's what I recommend to everybody. I have I have some aches and pains when I go run. I get this pain on the outside of my knee. You should marry a physical therapist. <laughs> and done. All right. So yes. So strength training for runners 
is extremely important and we're going to get into that today. So our, our own personal journeys with strength training, I think it's a little important for us to kind of talk about where we both stand with strength training because it's very different. Yes, yes. I, I Title section one here, strength training, love it or leave it. And I'm a love it. Yes, and I am getting there. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're not a leave it. No. But you're a half, like... You know, we talk about have to do it, get to do it, those kinds of things of how we have to choose our words, but you do the minimum necessary. I do what is required. (laughs) Yeah, in order to do what you want to do. Exactly. Right. So... Why? So for me first, right? Like why the love? Why? Why, why yeah. the love of strength training? Um, and it's funny because you, Kevin put together our outlines. He's usually the one that kind of outlines our podcasts ab- about like what we're going to talk about each time. And he, it's like why the love? And so I actually had to stop and think about this for a little bit. And um, was it always there? I would say no. Okay, like I. It's not like I really loved strength training growing up. Um, I was in team sports, those of you that know my story. Um, I hated running. I was never a runner. In high school, I played volleyball, basketball, and softball, and then got into running later in life. Kind of started running a little bit in college just to lose weight and avoid gaining all, you know, all of the beer weight in college, um, which didn't really work that well for me. <laughs> I still gained the weight. Um, but cause I, cause I didn't like running. Like I just would do it. You know, I would, two miles was a lot around the lakes. I put on the freshman 15 during the spring of my freshman year <laughs> in a month when I hurt my knee. There you go. <laughs> Knocked it out. There you go. So, so no, I would say that the lover strength training was not always there, um, but I really did start to gain a love for strength training a few years ago. And this goes back to when I hurt my back, which was back in 2016, I think. So, or 15, 15 or 16. I think our daughter, she was like three. Yeah. So it must've been 15. Um, and basically what happened was I hurt my back. I couldn't sit on the ground to play with the kids. I couldn't pick the girls up. Um, and it was just breaking my heart. I was not being the mother that I wanted to be. And so that's when I decided that I was going to take complete charge of my health. I was going to completely overhaul everything. And we were very healthy people at the time in general, I would say, you know, like we cloth diapered our babies, we ate organic, like we did all the things, right, that our our family definitely thought we were out there oh, the rest of our family totally <laughs> the thought they were family. out there but like there was definitely you know and we were I was exercising but with the after the second baby came I definitely was not exercising consistently for about three over three years about three and a half years and so once I hurt my back I decided I was going to get back into that and I just started you know, as a physical therapist, I obviously know how to fix myself. So I started actually doing the things and doing the strength training. And I started doing like some at-home workouts and just really saw the value in that. And I also saw the way that my body started to change and the, you know, the muscle definition, the muscle tone, and just the strength that I felt and how good it felt for me to be able to do those things. And I think that's what kind of led into my love of strength training is, is I really took on the identity, um, you know, at that time over, over the past few years, I've taken on the identity of being a strong girl, a, a strong woman. And that is a piece of who I am now. Be, and that 
is physical, that's mental. Like it's just strength is one of my core values. So sort of like the role model aspect kind of fell in there because like you, you point out that the beginning of the story is you couldn't do what you wanted to do with the girls. Mm -hmm. So it was part of it like, well, I'm not going to let them grow up and not be able to do the things with them. Basically, yeah. I mean, it was like I wanted to be able to pick them up for as long as I could. I wanted to be able to like – be an active mom. So if we wanted to go hiking or if we wanted to play sports or if we want to do any of these things, I didn't want my physical ability to get in the way of that. And so I knew that in order to do all of those things, I wanted to be strong. And then the stronger I got, the stronger I wanted to become. It was like, it just kind of built on each other. It's kind of like running, right? Like when you start running miles, you're like, oh, how much more can I do? Like how much farther can I run or how much faster can I get? It was the same thing with strength. It just it just felt good. And I started seeing changes in the mirror in my body that I had never seen before. So there was that superficial aspect of it. But for me, I grew up with a lot of body issues. I was always very self-conscious of my body, um, very poor self-esteem as a teenager, and just always so, so self-conscious. And I even when I was running, I still didn't have the same level of confidence that I have now. And obviously confidence is an internal state, right? I can have whatever thoughts about my body that I want. So it's not the actual things that I was doing and the the look in the mirror that gave me the confidence. It was my thoughts about that. But basically I just liked what I saw better. So I wanted that to continue because the strength training was giving me the muscle definition. And when I saw that, it just really helped to improve my thoughts about myself. All right. So when we first, I don't know, 15, 12, 15 years ago, started really diving down this much more health conscious body awareness, mind and body whole path and, yeah. you know, changed the way we were eating and changed how we were like really lifestyle overhaul. It mm-hmm. was a slow path. It's not like we like flipped a switch and suddenly we we're doing everything. Right. At that time, like you were working out consistently mm-hmm. and then... Do you think if we didn't have the second kid that you would have just been on the same path earlier? Or do you think that that, like, hurt your back, can't get on the ground was really kind of the uh, the game changer for you? Because yeah. it kind of illuminated the path. I don't really know where I would be right now because I just think that that was a part of my journey, right? So I, I – who knows? Yeah. I think that I probably would have found, found it. Like, I hope that I would have, but I don't really know because I just think that we all have journeys and that was just a part of mine. That was just part of my story that helped to lead me to where I am today. And there's a lot of things that have gotten me to where I am today. And, you know, I just, I do want to point out that it wasn't the strength. It wasn't like the way that my body looked that really gave me that the newfound self-confidence, it was really a choice. You know, it was, it was me choosing to reprogram my thoughts um, because I knew that as a girl mom, a mom of girls, I wanted to be a good role model. I wanted to be someone that was confident in my body, that um, was strong and that was not limited, that could do anything. I want to show the girls that girls can do anything in this world. And so that's what I wanted to emulate. Well, I mean, as the mom of, of especially little, little girls, it's important that you have some of that confidence when like the two-year-old, three-year-old comes up and pokes you. She did. Yep. Yep. That and, actually happened. Yep. She came up, poked the tummy and, and what was the line? Uh, she, yeah, she, about something about my big tummy, you know, like <laughs> some, something about how I have a big tummy, especially compared to daddy. Like, well, you know, 
daddy's daddy and he has a six pack and not everybody can have a six pack. But, so. but you know what? You didn't used to live inside <laughs> of dad. So yeah. yeah. So, but it was, yeah, that was a moment that was very interesting because it would have normally crushed me. Um, like, it, you know, had it happened years in the past, but it was at that point where I was just kind of like, yeah, mommy does have a bigger tummy because you used to live in it. And isn't that be- a beautiful thing? You know, isn't that an amazing thing that you used to live there? And of course my tummy has to be big. It held a baby. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy yeah. didn't. Yeah. So there, <laughs> Daddy can keep his six pack. All right, fine. I'm just gonna be over here doing push-ups. There um. you go. So yeah, so I think that that's really where my love of strength training came. Is is that um, it just made me feel really strong and really fed into my identity as a strong woman. And so then it just kind of kept snowballing. So yeah. now it's it's really it's a core thing now to it's you just, because it's yep. it's part of your strong who you are you Mm -hmm. are a source of strength right exactly so enough about me what about you like you okay so you don't love strength training as much as I do so you know what is your opinion on strength days all right so this is I had like two intros to strength training when I like first was doing sports like as a kid my dad one of his big things was heading over to the gym and You could go as a, I forget what the age was, at a certain age you could go over and get on the cardio machines, Mm -hmm. and then at another age you could go into like the weight room as long as there was like a parent with you. I just wanted to go so I could continue being with my dad. So I used to go over and work out at the gym with my dad and I would lift weights, and I loved that aspect of it. Then I got into high school, and we were running on the cross-country team, and we would have strength days, which was not like only strength. We would go run and then go down to the weight room and lift, or we would go down to the weight room and lift and then have to go run like one way or the other. And I vividly remember my freshman year, my sophomore year, the captains on the teams grumbled every time we had to go start lifting weights. Well, if the fastest guys on the team are already grumbling about Mm. this, like, oh man, we got to go, got to go lift. Oh, I guess we'll do a lifting day. And like, like say it with that little like connotation of, oh yeah, this is going to be important to us. And that's what I'm getting from these guys who are running like 15 minute 5Ks. It kind of puts this thought in my head of, well, how how important is this Mm -hmm. if those guys are grumbling and complaining about it? But the thing is, is that they were still doing it. They like to grumble and complain is the same way that, that kind of I've come around to is I know that I need to be doing it. It's not necessarily my favorite aspect of training. I would, given the choice between a strength workout and heading out for a few more miles, I'll choose the miles. But I know that I have to do the strength days, so I will sometimes turn down the miles so that I can get it done. And I think that's where they were coming from is they would grumble because – it, it wouldn't have been their first choice for what to do that day, but they knew the importance of it. Yeah, but I mean, I think that that's kind of more of a recent thing, right? That you would now turn down some more miles in oh. order in exchange for some strength training. No, very much more recent thing. Like for the longest time, it was like, okay, if I can get this fast running 50 miles a week or 60 miles a week, whatever I'm hitting... How much faster could I get if I just add another 10 miles to the week? Mm-hmm. Like that was usually my answer to how do I get faster was, well, what if I just up my, my volume by like 10, 20%? Right. That'll get me faster. Yeah. And that will get you broken. Yes. Is really the answer. <laughs> that usually was the answer to <laughs> yeah. that. And I think that that's the trap that a lot of runners fall into, right? Especially when they get into running later in age. Like those of us that are masters runners. And I say that with so much love now because masters, the masters, 
master's definition has changed. Now, it some master people consider master's runners as early as 35. It depends on what, what event you're doing. Right, 35 to 40. It's it's somewhere in that range. It's either 35 or 40. Yeah, if you're still sprinting in like age group track meets, it, mm-hmm. you become a master at 35. Yeah. So, you know, those of us that are master's runners, which is probably most people that listen to this podcast. Mm, I think most. You need to strength train, period. There is no getting around it. The level of strength training that you do, the amount of strength training you do, and what you do can vary between individuals. But you need to be integrating some form of strength training into your weekly routine. It's an absolute necessity. Right. I think one of the other things that kind of sent me running away from strength training was... No pun intended. (laughs) Or really was it? Yeah, nailed that one. Um, (laughs) Was the strength training setup that that existed in college. Like the cross-country team had a window of this was the appropriate time for us to head into like the college weight room where Mm -hmm. like the trainers were in there. And it was at the same time as I think it was the hockey team or the lacrosse team. It was one of the two. And the trainers are in there as these guys are trying to like max out squats and bench. And they're literally like a couple inches from their face screaming at them, one more rep, push it harder. Like just screaming in their faces. I'm like, um, I'm doing curls with like 15 pounds over here. Like, I don't need this environment. Like, it was just too intense. Techno music's just blaring. Like, what? I don't want any of this. I want no part of this. I want to get as fast as I can while not being here. And that, you don't have to, to have that environment to strength train. That's right. that's what I have come to learn and accept. I, right. I did it quietly in the, in the living room this morning mm-hmm. while everybody else was still asleep. Exactly. So let's get into why is strength training important. So there's a lot of runners that believe, well, I'm a runner. So if I run, well, why do I have to work out my legs? Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a great section. Oh, yeah, this is like sure. all of well, the I, questions. I run. That, that is the workout for my legs. Yeah, I did it. Like that does – it's – it's everything. I did everything I just did was using my legs to propel me along. My legs are exhausted. Why would I need to work? Right. Out? Like some runners will accept that they could work on their upper body a little bit. Maybe we'll get there. You know, especially because they want maybe some definition for their own aesthetic reasons. They're sure. like, well, I work my legs running. I'll work my upper body doing some upper body exercises. Like some people can fall into that camp. Yeah. No, that's a nice, a nice place to kind of slide right into. Mm-hmm. All right. So doctor, if I am running all sorts of miles and I'm doing my, my speed workout, what is the extra benefit I'm getting from actually doing leg day? Okay. So there are several benefits. And again, it depends on what kind of a runner you are, what kind of distance you're doing. So you just said, if I'm doing my runs and I'm doing my speed workouts, what benefit is it? So if you do incorporate speed training, you can build a lot of power and speed through speed training. Okay. So there are still benefits of you um, doing heavier lifts and power types of lifts as a runner. Okay. Because basically the strength training, when you do um, heavy lifts and power lifts, they're basically just supplementing some of those harder speed training workouts. They're just continuing to build the muscle. So when you do speed work and when you do heavy lifting and power lifts, you're basically building type two muscle fibers, which are the fast twitch. You're also building muscle recruitment. So you're recruiting more muscles to create more power for you. So those things kind of go hand in hand. 
Okay, but if I'm running a marathon, mm-hmm. why do I want to build the type two? Those are all fast twitch. I don't need those. You do. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you <laughs> still you still need them. I mean, as runners, you're gonna you're as an endurance runner, as a marathon runner, you're going to most likely have a higher ratio of type one fibers to type two fibers, but the type two can still help you out um, because type two just pulls from different energy systems. It just makes your body more efficient. You're able to um, do the things that you're doing with less energy expenditure. So it just makes your body more efficient. Okay. Excellent. That's part of the like, but the other part of endurance or um, strength training for endurance runners is the one of the biggest things. Okay, so say you're not even thinking about power. You're not thinking about speed. You just want to go out and you want to run half marathons. You want to run marathons. You don't care what your time is. You just want to go out and do it, and you don't want to hurt or get injured in the process. Ah, that's a big one. Right? I don't want to hurt and get injured in the process. Strength training is extremely important for these things because by training the correct muscles, you can help to improve your stability and your coordination and prevent injury through all these. So basically, as a runner, runners, it's a very single plane motion, meaning you are going forward, right? So those are typically the muscles that you're working out during your runs. So the muscles on the sides of your body and in the back of your body, they're working. They're just working differently. And so especially the muscles on the sides, it's their job to help stabilize your body as you're moving forward. So if you don't do strength training for the for them, they will fatigue easily. When those muscles fatigue and you continue to run, there is more excess motion, say like in the pelvis, in the in the hips, in the knees. And then when there's too much motion, your body's not stabilizing itself. That can lead to wear and tear on your joints, on your tissues, and that will send you on the path towards injury. So this is the whole idea that I feel fine on a 10 mile run during miles like one and two, but by the time I get to like eight and nine and I see that shadow of me running on the ground and it's like, whoa, that's not what I'm supposed to look like Mm -hmm. anymore. That's why my hips are hurting. That's why suddenly I've got like cramping in my calves. Yeah, maybe there was some dehydration, but maybe your legs are flipping out all over the place because you've lost your stability muscles because they just got real tired real quick. Correct. So basically, you know, what you want to focus on are the stabilization muscles. And then you also want to work on coordination, right? Because running is essentially jumping from one foot to the other. That's a coordinated activity. I mean, you all, I'm sure if you've watched any race or if you have been out running, you've seen various types of runners, right? Runners with all sorts of different forms. And I know I've looked at people before and said to myself, oh my gosh, how are they running and not just like in pain with every single step? (laughs) They might be. And they might be. That's true. You know, there's this one woman that I see every Saturday and her one knee just crashes in so bad. She's so flat-footed. Her knee crashes in one more than the other. And it just looks so painful, to watch her run. And I'm like, I don't, I, I want to like tell her she needs to strength train. She might, I don't know, you know, but so I'm, I'm not one to judge, but I just, I hope she's not in pain, but she's out there every Saturday that I see her. Well, I mean, if you line up in a marathon and Debaba, the like fastest woman in the world right now is standing mm-hmm. next to you. If you just her watch her too. jog out for a little bit, you'll be like, oh, I got, I've got her. Mm-hmm. And then she takes off and, and runs a sub two twenty marathon oh my gosh. with like knees crashing in mm-hmm. and feet flailing out to the side. Right. She also, I don't know weighs like 85 pounds so there's less impact going involved too there's less impact but some people just have different forms right so 
Um, but I'm sure she does strength training. Oh, she definitely does. You know, like, I mean, she's one of the highest distance athletes right. in the world. She does definitely does not not do strength training. Exactly. So, yes, even if you run, you still need to work out your legs. It depends on what you want to gain from it. If you want to gain power, if you want to gain speed, but that that's fine. There are different lifts you can do for that. But at the minimum, you need to be working on your stabilization muscles and your muscle coordination. Okay. Second question. I want to get faster. Like there's a lot of people that that come to us and they say, okay, I'd like a faster PR, like Mm -hmm. a a PR, PB, depending on which side of the pond you're coming from, but I want to get faster. Why do I need to work my upper body? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I've come around that, okay, I need the stability in, in like hips and the stabilizing muscles so that I can keep running faster over a longer period of time. Why would I ever need to do anything with my upper body? Well, I mean, Number one, your arms look much better. (laughs) So there's that. That's a solid answer, actually. I mean, who doesn't like to have cut arms, right? But secondly, the body's a system, right? Like, we, yes, we have different body parts, but essentially we have one body that all work together. And running is a full body activity, right? Like, we all know that our arms swing back and forth. Our legs go back and forth. Like, it's our job to stabilize ourselves as all of that happens. So the body as a system requires balance, right? And so arm swing is a big thing when it comes to running, right? So if you, I know that I've had it, um, you know, especially on my long runs where my elbows will sometimes get sore Mm -hmm. because I'm holding my arms at basically the same angle for two hours straight, right? So that right there is a good reason to do strength training because your arms will fatigue also, right? Your upper back also extremely important, right? Because your posture has so much to do with your running form and poor running form will change your gait, which is the way that your feet hit the ground, and that will change your risk for injury in your legs, right? So it's all connected. So if you're swinging your arms across your body, there's excessive twisting motion. You might be putting pressure on your upper back or your lower back. So the more that you can stabilize and strengthen your upper back, your arms, you know, control your arm swing, prevent that fatigue in the elbows, all of that is important to help you as a runner. The fatigue in the elbows reminds me of the one, the workout that we had when I was in high school down in down in the weight room we had to put the the five pound little not even dumbbells just like the five pound weights that you would put onto the the end yeah the little circle weights and then just pump your arms Mm -hmm. like sprinter arms full-blown sprinter arms but holding we had five and and we had the little two and a half pound guys and you would just run as fast as you could with those guys in them Mm -hmm. standing in place just pumping the arms coach Ward blew a whistle at us telling us when (laughs) we could start and stop well and that's an important thing for power too right because the faster you go, the more your arms are involved. So if you are running a nice easy pace, most of the time your arms are very relaxed at your sides. But the faster, if you go into a sprint, like if you break into an all out sprint, your arms go into a much bigger range of motion and you're actually using your arms to help generate power for your body. Well, you also have to use your arms more because you're using your legs more and they have Mm -hmm. to balance because, you know, the whole body's one system kind of thing. Right. So if you're sprinting, like, I mean, imagine how weird that would look, you know, like if you're sprinting at full sprint and your arms are just like delicately gen- gen- going along. Yeah, delicately like gliding at your sides. Oh, <laughs> like that would just look so weird. I saw a study on this. Maybe where we they- should challenge the tribe to sh- do videos of that. 
<laughs> I, I read a study on this where they were trying to see like what is the benefit of different arm swings yeah. so they had people up on treadmills running at really fast rates and then they were measuring like efficiency through like how much oxygen was being produced like it was a really involved study but they were making them run one with like just gentle arms you know delicately like not crossing your chest but like the the relaxed arms of like a casual distance run the like straight powerful sprinter arms and then they also made them do their arms straight down at their sides not Mm, moving that's awesome and the lack of efficiency when you put your arms straight down at your sides was unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. people could handle trying to, like, have delicate arms. People could have, like, too big of arms. But as soon as they weren't allowed to use their arms, mm-hmm. everything went haywire. Well, I think that's one of the cool things about Irish step dancing, too, right? <laughs> like, our, our youngest daughter just started Irish step dancing. And if you ever watch their, them in competition, you know, the really good ones, they, I mean, their arms are straight down by their sides and their legs are doing crazy things. <laughs> legs move about as if independent from the rest of their body. Yes, they are. <laughs> but so, yeah, so that's why arms are so important for runners. Does that make sense? Yes. Plus it helps with the definition if you're going to put on a race singlet. Mm-hmm. That's all. Hey, I am not going to say that I am not superficial sometimes. Every once in a while I have started wearing, and I realize that it's pitch black outside so no one can tell, but I've started putting on tank tops to go out and run in the morning as an inspiration to continue to do my secret (laughs) (laughs) push-ups so that you can look better in your singlet at some point in time the sun's gonna come back up and it would be nice if i actually had some sort of definition on my arms as much as our little one will come up and grab my arm and be like daddy your arms are so big and you look so strong i'm like well I mean, they're bigger than your little eight-year-old arms, so I'll give you that. <laughs> you do, though. You have very muscular. You have, like, muscle on your whole body. I, I do, but it's because I don't have much else going on, so my arms look well-defined. Mm-hmm. I think they could get a little bigger. A little bigger, a little mm-hmm. bulkier. Just a little. Okay. You're going to have to increase your calorie count for that, too. Oh, did you slide us into the next question? Yeah. All right. Won't I get too bulky to be able to run fast? No. <laughs> All right, next question. (laughs) I think that this is an important myth, right? Like a lot of people think that they will get bulky. Like, oh, well, I don't want to do too much strength training because then I'm going to get like muscular, like some of those muscle guys, and then I won't be able to run fast. And that's just simply not true. No, that's there's a big difference between how runners can lift. Even people who who run a bunch and love lifting and have Mm -hmm. like multiple lift days during the week, they're still not like huge. They can still put their arms down at their sides. Like. Like, they still have a defined neck. Like, it's you can actually lift on a fairly regular basis and still run and not get just huge. Right. You're just going to gain some, some more improved definition. Right. And so if you want to build muscle, you need a calorie surplus, okay? That's part of it. And so depending on how much you're running and also how much you're eating, that will determine whether or not you're actually going to be building muscle and actually bulking up versus not bulking up and most endurance runners just aren't going to get big and bulky it's just not going to happen like you see more muscle a lot of times in like triathletes and it's because they're doing multi-sports yeah right versus just running so it's just a little bit different and, and they're also using those muscles in a lot of different ways especially with swimming well yeah the triathletes have a whole different arm definition than right. than runners you stand on yeah. the starting line of a 5k and you can tell who's also a triathlete and who does 5ks that seems very judgmental it's super judgmental i was actually just looking up um 
race entries for one of our clients. They were like, oh, I was going to do this race. And the pictures, I, I went to the the website because I wanted to see what date it was so I could try and work a calendar out. And every picture that scrolled through was a picture of a triathlete. Mm-hmm. Like it was for a half marathon, but every single picture of the person running in the event was of a triathlete. Uh-huh. And I'm not being like, oh, no, no, they, they look like the stereotypical triathlon. It's because they had taken pictures from a triathlon that that event company had hosted Mm. and put all of the triathlon pictures on the half marathon page. I mean, you can also a lot of times tell by what they're wearing. Right. They all had like the zip up front top and and their bibs were like like strapped all the way around their body. I'm like, these are all triathlon pictures. Mm -hmm. But they also all have very different arms. I mean, they also had numbers written down their arms. That was also kind of the giveaway that they're triathlon Mm -hmm. pictures. But they had numbers written down their chiseled arms, which you don't see in every single picture that scrolls through on most half marathon pages right. some you'll get some runners that have very well-defined arms absolutely and but then you you'll get some others and it was just it was funny because literally every picture on there these people were just like man i want those arms right so basically that takes us to the point of you're not going to get bulky like you're definitely not going to get too bulky to run fast so no. strength training for real life runners is not going to affect you negatively to make it so that you're not going to be able to run faster, right? Strength training for most of us is just going to help to improve both our speed, we're going to be able to run faster, and we're also going to be able to feel a lot stronger and avoid injury while doing so. Perfect. We forgot an area, though. We have to talk about our core, right? Because we talked about our legs and we talked about our arms, but we haven't talked about our core yet. Ah, this is a good one. I've got this one. Can I just do some crunches and call it a day? No. All right, next topic. (laughs) Again, no. Okay, I hate crunches. Let's just start there. Like, I think that crunches are silly. No one likes crunches. Yeah, but it's not that I don't like doing them. I mean, they're they're fine. I don't mind doing them. (laughs) I, I don't love doing them because my issue with crunches as a physical therapist is that most people do them wrong and they put a lot of pressure on the discs of the lower back and they're not functional strength training. So how many times are you actually doing that movement in your life? You're not. Like that's not how your abdominals work during most of your day. Most of your day, your abdominals should be contracting isometrically, which means without movement. Like it means that the muscle is contracting, but no movement is actually taking place. Your abs should be contracting to actually just stabilize you and hold you upright. And that's how they need to work when we're running. My abs contract isometrically every time we go to the beach and I just stand there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is a very good way to describe this for people. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you try to like suck it in for your bikini. Yeah. Or when I try and suck it in for my, for my bikini, that's exactly what I was thinking. Your Brazilian Speedo that you wear to the beach. Uh, Yeah. I don't know the last time that I've gone to the beach without a shirt, actually. I just at long sleeves at all times with the, uh, with the Florida sun down here. Yeah. The sun down here is brutal. So basically crunches are not what you need to be doing as a runner. Okay. You need to train your entire core. Your core includes your abdominal muscles and your back muscles. And I like to include like your hips and your glutes also in the definition of core. Yeah. You like to include everything that's basically not your arms and legs. Pretty much. Like it's your trunk. Yeah. Your trunk. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you need exercises 
designed to target these areas because running alone misses a lot of these areas, specifically the glutes, okay? A lot of people have issues, um, especially with the lateral stabilizing muscles, so specifically gluteus medius, which is one of the muscles that helps to stabilize the pelvis and kind of wraps around. Um, and then gluteus maximus is the big muscle and that helps to generate more power. So a lot of times people have weak gluteus max and then they will end up supplementing that by like increasing the activation of their hamstrings, which is why a lot of runners are plagued with hamstring strains. Or get hamstrings that cramp up on them late in long distance yes. races. Correct, because they're they've used them the, you know, the whole time and the hamstrings just aren't used to doing that amount of work. And they weren't supposed to be using, they were supposed to be using the hamstrings as a supplementary muscle while basically using their glute, right. their glute max, but instead the glute max shut down in like mile two and right. they've just been running, trying to run a marathon with only hamstrings. And after 20 miles, your hamstring said, and we're done with this game. All right. I have a follow-up question on this one. We've kind of touched on it and I know it's, it's not actually written on the outline in you said that if you're already doing like speed work into your week, mm -hmm. that the strength training is not as critical mm -hmm. because you're gaining some of this power benefits. Right. What if you're doing like your speed training, you do most of your running on like trails. Mm -hmm. So you already have the uneven surface. You're going up and down hills. You're, you're moving laterally within this. Yep. Is that count even more towards strength training? Like, I think that's, you still need it, yeah. but like does does trail running also kind of fall into that that same sort of you're running but it kind of counts as strength training kind of but not like I think that like trail runners need it even more than road runners in some situations because even like when especially when you're running on trails the surfaces are so uneven and you can't control it mm -hmm. right so it depends on how long they've been doing it how you know coordinated they are already like new trail runners definitely need to be doing strength training right because you need to be strengthening those muscles in a very controlled fashion so that when you do hit those uneven surfaces, then your body's able to react better. And, and trail runners really need to even be putting in an additional layer of strength, strength and coordination training, more coordination where um, they're training agility as well, you yeah. know, kind of like agility and coordination because when you're on a trail, you never know what kind of conditions you're going to get. Like it could be muddy and slippery. There could, it could be extremely rocky. You might not see a rock. And if you hit it in your foot, like your body has to be able to have very quick reactions to these things to help stabilize itself. So I would argue that, you know, running on trails in and of itself does help to improve that. But if you don't have enough of the coordination and the speed and the reaction already, then you're really just kind of setting yourself up for more injury. Okay, so especially if you're transitioning, I know there's a lot of people in, you know, quarantine pandemic time right. that used to do a lot of running on roads mm -hmm. and now in order to try and avoid large groups of people are literally heading off towards trails yeah. more, you know, once parks got opened again. Mm -hmm. Like strength training is even more critical, especially if you're trying to transition from road to trail because yeah. you're liter you're opening yourself up for all sorts of new motions with your lower legs. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's it's just that it's that instability, right? And and that's the way that trail runners need to be training themselves because it's functional, right? So like 
doing strength training on uneven surfaces, you know, and then doing like quicker and changing the tempo and changing the speed of the strength, right? It's not just like slow, heavy lifting. That's, I mean, there's a a place for that, of course, but there's also a place for like some quicker motions, some motions on unstable surfaces, like, you know, the BOSU or pillows or grass or sand or those kinds of things where they're training their body in different ways. Also like plyometric training would be useful in this one. Yeah. Like, cause you can go forward, you can also go lateral you can hit right. a diagonal on that guy you're yep. just jumping in all sorts of directions you got it you got it all right fantastic all right so that's a lot of the whole like why would i need to strength train and a lot of the the questions that come up a lot you know so we covered why do i need to do my legs in the first place why would i ever need to do my arms um can't can't i just do crunches which is no no to that one <laughs> and um won't i get too bulky which is also a definite no i think that was a bigger perception back in like yeah. the 90s i think people got I past agree. that one well cuz you know nowadays you are seeing a lot more of the elite professional runners encouraging the strength training it's you know? very much accepted. especially if you follow any of them on instagram and those kinds of things like there are definitely those that are like you right that just kind of like make fun of their strength training days and but they still do that but they still do them and that's that's the key you know they all are still doing them so even if you don't like them even if you know they're not your favorite thing you'd rather just go out and run and get more miles you have to put these in if you want to get stronger, get faster, and reduce your chance of injury. It's an absolute must. All right, so that gets us to the the wrap-up here is what is your goal? Mm -hmm. Like what is it that you're trying to get out of strength training? And I think that kind of plays into how to put it into your overall training plan. Right. Like what, what are you doing it for? Right, and I think that that's important, right? Because that big picture is different for all of us. Like so for me... It is part of my identity as a strong woman. This is what one of the things that I've added into who I am. And it's it's not that like, oh, you know, like I want to go out and win any bodybuilding competitions. Like that is not on my radar at all. But it's being able to not only do the activities of my daily life with strength and with ease but it's also doing the other things like going for hikes when we're out on vacation with our kids or you know climbing up a wall when we're at the park playing like who knows what my kids are going to ask me to do and I want to be able to do that I'm just cracking up I'm trying to picture you in all the bronzer from a strength bodybuilding competition (laughs) and and like a glitter bathing suit but but really the head-to-toe bronzer is what's what's throwing me over the spray tans oh there you go I mean, I get pretty dark during the summer. Like, I, I don't really anymore because I know better and don't spend as much time in the sun. I, I, I do cover myself up. But when I was in high school, I was a different shade of brown. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. you were pretty dark when we I first got together. Very dark. Yeah, I could. I definitely have the skin tone where I can get very dark. All right, so you put strength training as part of your identity. On the week leading into a race, let's mm-hmm. say you have a half marathon this weekend. You don't, but let's say you did. Would you change your strength training routine for this week? That is a great question and also part of where I get tripped up sometimes. Ooh. Yeah, so that's actually a good thing that you asked that and that's not on your outline. So thanks a lot for that preparation. <laughs> but, you know, um, so no, you know, I think that that's one of the things that I think does get in my way sometimes because I should pull back on the strength training. And I did this time when I did the virtual half marathon back um, at the beginning of January, I did pull back a bit on um, the strength days that week, but probably not as much as I should have. 
Because I, I think that pulling back Because my muscles on, were definitely still sore. Yeah, but yeah. I think, oh, oh, that's right. You went a little big on like Monday of that week. I did, yeah. Which then kind of messed with the running on some of the other ones. Well, and I think that that's an interesting thing to note too. Like when you think about your purpose and your bigger goal here of the the place where you put your strength training too, right? Because I used to do like a heavier leg day on Monday and then I was speed day on Tuesday. So my legs on Tuesday were already tired from a heavier leg day on Monday. So it depends on, you know, maybe I want to go into Tuesday with fresher legs. And so then maybe leg day should be Wednesday, like, but you don't want to move it too close to the long run on the weekend. So all of this is kind of this dance that you have to figure out for yourself and what's better for you and what's better for your body. And also, again, what your goal is, right? Like, do you just want to be in really great shape? And that's part of what I, why I do what I do. Like, yes, I definitely want to get faster. I definitely don't want to be hurt or injured. And I definitely want to run longer. Like that's going to be on my goal, you know, as I continue to get older and as our kids continue to get older, you know, I'm definitely, I definitely see myself increasing my distance. And, Mm -hmm. and so my strength training is probably going to change a little bit as we get older. But right now, I just want to get in the best shape of my life. You know, I just want to be super fit, super strong, and be fast. Right. But part of that being in the best shape possible yeah. also, I mean, we don't, I don't want to dive too far into this one, but mm-hmm. it involves the recovery. Like, you do mm-hmm. leg day on Monday and then a speed on Tuesday. What's your Wednesday? It's another strength day, but it's usually, so I've been changing it up now. Like I've I've changed my strength days around so that I'm focusing on different muscles and kind of, instead of doing like all legs on Monday, I'll do like some legs on Monday and some legs on Wednesday. It just, I cycle through things. It depends, right? Like I went through a cycle where I was doing some really heavy legs on Monday, but when I was doing that, I wasn't really training for a race, right? So it also depends on what training cycle you're in. Like, are you in a race training cycle? Is the focus on the race or is it just maintenance where I'm just trying to get in really good shape right now? And I think it's important to cycle through out different things throughout the year and have different goals throughout the year. No, hundred percent. And it's that spot on. Like if you've, if you've got a race closer on the horizon, you might want to put more emphasis into the running workouts of the mm-hmm. week and make sure that you're not tired out from the strength days. Right. If you're in base building phase and you're like, okay, well I got a long run, but I still need to do my strength. It's okay if you enter the long run already kind of tired yeah. because the whole point is just getting out there and getting some miles, even on tired legs, mm-hmm. you just keep doing it. Exactly. And I think that it's important to, you know, understand your priority of that cycle to know how to structure your week, right? Because if if you're really trying to hit paces, then you want to try to go into your speed workouts with fresh legs so that you can try to like nail those paces. And so if you're doing heavy strength days the day before, you're not going in with with fresh legs. Like some, there is some benefit, right? Because you're going in with tired legs. So then you're essentially training yourself to try to hit paces on tired legs. And that has a huge benefit, but you can't do that all the time because you need the recovery. Otherwise you're going to get injured. Well, or you're going to start missing times and then start getting frustrated, which is right. another benefit of effort-based training. If yeah. You can try and hit 5K effort, even if it doesn't hit 5K time. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that. There's, there's a lot that. That, there's a lot of nuance in there. Exactly. So you really just need to know why you're strength training. Like, so for someone like me, it's to get in a better shape, it's to build muscle and muscle definition. And I also want to just put in a little um, side note about as we get older, right, as after the age of 
Oh, I should probably look this up in, in my research um, before just throwing it out there. But it's somewhere like in our 20s. Let's just say 30. I think 30 is a safe number where we start losing muscle mass. Okay? Oh, no, it's right around 30. It's right around 30 where we actually start losing muscle mass as we age as like a quote unquote normal like secondary thing of aging. It's called, it's a condition called sarcopenia. And so basically we just start losing muscle mass, but we can counteract that with strength training, with resistance training. So that's another reason, right? Because I don't want to end up as an, a frail old lady, like that's unable, you know, that's God forbid stuck in a wheelchair or needs a walker or those kinds of things. Like I want to be like that lively spry 80 year old that people think is still 60 or 50. You I know? can't picture you as a frail old lady. <laughs> no. Like, it was tricky no. to picture you with the like, you know, full bronze and awkward strength, <laughs> like strength competition bikini. We should but like I put definitely, my head on somebody's body. <laughs> I definitely cannot picture you as frail old lady. No. And I think that that's like a really important thing for me now too, as, as we continue to get older, right? We start to kind of look ahead and like, what kind of life do I want to live, you know, for, for the next chunk of my life especially as i close out a decade yeah 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 i i look at strength training as a way to make sure that i stay injury free Mm -hmm. and that i can run as fast as possible right like that's the aspect of it and so depending on how close i have a race whether i'm in like a building phase whether i'm in like a peaking phase whether even within the building like okay but during this month i really want to focus on like the speed aspect Mm -hmm. of it it depends on how the strength plays a role, but strength always plays a role because right. it's always there, at least on a fundamental injury prevention level. Right. And, but you tend to like default more to like body weight work and band work, you yes. know, cause that's really more of the injury prevention. I really like to default to resistance training with, with weights, um, because it just, that's what makes me feel stronger. Like the body weight work is awesome. The band work is awesome. And that's what I think you need to understand about yourself, right? Like, why are you doing the strength training and what do you have to do? Like I was having this conversation with my good friend this past weekend and she was asking me all about strength training. And I said, it just depends on what you want, right? Like, do you want to get stronger? Do you want to get more fit or are you just looking to prevent injury and keep running as healthy as possible. Yeah. Those are two very different things and two different ways of working out. Two different ways of working out. Right. So you just have to figure out which one you want and which goal works best for you in your running journey. Right. Because then no one has to hate strength training. Mm -hmm. Strength training is a valuable aspect of whatever running program you have. It just needs to fall into a way that is beneficial for you. Exactly. So if you are new to strength training, we would love to help you guys. We have a free resource on our website. If you just go over to realliferunners.com and on the top, um, in, in the header of the website, like on the very top of the page, just click on free training or free resources. It's free resources. It's free resources. If you click on free resources, you can get um, some of our free guides that we have for you. And one of them is a strength guide for runners. Um, so go ahead over to our website, realliferunners.com, and grab that today. If you're on your mobile device, there's um, three lines up in the top right corner. If you click on that, then you can get access to the free resources from there. Yeah, strength is a good one. Yeah. So all you have to do is just put in your email address, and we'll send it right to your email, and then you can print it out. There's um, there's pictures, there's instructions, and then there's also like a 31-day calendar for how to integrate these different strength um, exercises into your 
into your day. That's fantastic. All right. So check out, check all that out over at our website at realliferunners.com. Um, to those of you that have just found us, welcome. If you like us, um, please leave us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. And uh, share us with a friend, you know. Yeah, that friend who's injury prone and really needs the uh, the lessons on strength training, go ahead and send this one right to us. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. So as always, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate all the time that you spend with us. We appreciate those of you that send us emails and tell us how you're doing. Those of you that post in the Facebook tribe um, about your runs and about your strength and all of the things that you're doing to make yourself a better runner and to make this world a better place and to spread the running love. We love to see it. So thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for being a part of our community. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 183. Now get out there and run your life. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.